All right, and welcome or welcome back to the dumpster fire that is my podcast. We're here to break the stigma against mobs who smoke. We are in a very different, uh, not very different location, but kind of different. <laughs> it doesn't look all that different because of the tie-dye. Um, but I'm joined by Lisa from Explicit Wicks again. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Yeah. I'm stoked. Um, it was kind of an impromptu recording session. <laughs> I definitely messaged her like, I don't know, four or five hours ago. But yeah, I'm super excited. So... We're going to talk about her business today, but we're actually going to open up the podcast with a giveaway on the, I guess, Canadian Canna Fairy page? Yeah, so it's called Canna Fairies Canada. So if you guys want to check it out and you're in Canada and want to take part in all the Canna Fairy business, um, I actually really like it because they have like an Amazon gift page, they have the local gifting, they have something else on People there. are sending it via like mail, it's crazy. And like pen yeah. pals, that was the other thing, yeah. So it's really cool and I'm really excited, so we're going to start with that. Um, yeah, so do you want to... Alrighty, yeah, so we're here with um, Explicit Wicks and Moms Who Smokes podcast. We're going to choose four winners today to win uh, candles from Explicit Wicks. Uh, this is going for the Can Affairs Canada group. Alright, I'm just going to click. So the first winner is Sarah Odell Barlow. Yay, congrats. Alright, so second winner is... Let's see... Which, by the way, this is quite a bit, uh, quite a big uh, entry list here. It is. This is massive. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely the biggest I've ever had. It took us like 15 minutes. So the second <laughs> winner is Caitlin Taylor. Sorry, did you want to awesome. say that? Awesome. No, totally. Okay. Oh. Well, that was close. So Shan Ashley Kishin. That's funny because that's the one that it nearly missed last time. I'm pretty sure. Oh really? So awesome. Kelly Leach. I believe. So, yeah, those are our winners. Welcome to All right. on the other camera. <laughs> We're recording uh, multiple things here. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really excited. For the first time ever, I have no episode thing script. This Land. is going to go really well, <laughs> as you can tell. Um, I, again, this is really an impromptu, and I'm going to be honest, I dove into the Jeffrey Epstein documentary series right before she was coming over and didn't plan anything, so that was on me. Um, but yeah, I'm going to interview Lisa about her company and how she got started, and yeah, then, I don't know, maybe we'll spiel off into other things, who knows. So, yeah, your company's called Explicit Wick, so okay, my first question is, like, why Explicit? Um, so that's, that's always, like, the end question here to everyone, I guess. Um, I don't know, ever since I was young, I just always had like a morbid, I don't know, personality, I guess, like what I was into, like my my fascinations, I guess, and like, of course, foul language. And um, I don't know, I think I just like, you know, I, I just like the humor behind them. Mm -hmm. And it honestly did take me a long time to release the company because, you know, I was scared of the backlash I was gonna get from it, but I've Absolutely. actually like had a lot of, a lot of really good feedback so that's awesome yeah, yeah definitely I was really excited when I saw them I'm gonna be honest and when I don't know when you messaged me or I messaged you one of the two um because they were explicit like you don't see that and like everything in my, and I would love to have like a big sign that says fuck above my window somewhere like, exactly so like that's why I ran with it too so the candles the candles themselves are made uh all natural ingredients yeah. my lip balms all natural ingredients honestly it's really great product it's really great the scent is incredible okay. Um, and it's funny because people actually order candles and they'll just tell me their scents and I'm like, well, what label do you want? They're like, surprise me. You know, so like the scents are they, like the, they're really great candles, but to me the labeling is just like what sets it apart Absolutely. from obviously the million other candle companies there are. Absolutely. And I also, I'm really picky about candle scents and 
I'm not one to get two random candles and just light them. And mm -hmm. I really love both of the ones that you brought over. I haven't started. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did start burning that one yet, but just the smell, like I feel like the smell of the one candle was very similar to when it was burning. So judging off that, um, I really, really like it. And also I'm really, really excited to try these. Um, there will be a giveaway coming up with some of these products. So stay tuned. <laughs> I'm, yeah. So they're made with coconut oil. So these are made with, um, so I use 100% soy, shea butter, raw organic coconut oil, and essential oils, just for a bit of scent and flavor in there. So is it hard to make a lip balm? Like what goes into making it? So it's actually pretty simple. It is really simple, but because I am using soy, it's a bit more of a softer um, compared to like other, and I don't use any chemicals, so I don't use the hardening ingredients that a lot of chips, uh, lip shops do. Yeah. So you are like, you know, trying to work quick and stuff, and they, melt, they do melt a little fairly uh, easier than the other ones, yeah. but, um, but they're obviously organic. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. All natural, for sure. I have like a few questions, but I don't know what order I want to ask them in. So when you were starting to make the candles, like when it came to picking the jars and like the wicks in that, was there anything that went into that or like, would, is that kind of stuff hard to get? Like, so like I said, like it, I... I started the company actually like almost a year before I even launched it. Okay. Like I took my time to research, you know, like what I needed, what ingredients to use, honestly the jars too. Um, so like I, you know, just got samples from a bunch of different companies, you know, price checked and they're actually pretty expensive to create all natural like small batch products, right? But that's... Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I really like about the fine details sometimes, or when it comes to like products like candles and things that I use a lot. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so you... It took you a year, you said, to launch it. Mm -hmm. So what were you doing? Like, what was your kind of, like, uh, I guess, like, schedule throughout the year? Like, how, what were you doing time-wise? Like, Yeah, so I do work full-time also, so I have that job. And then I did have uh, another company before for five years, which was my vinyl, my vinyl business, which is kind of, like, where it first initiated come from. I wanted to create like, you know, funny labels on a candle yeah. and then I wanted to like sat down I was like, no, like I want to do this right. I want to make the candles myself. I want to hand pour them. And that's honestly how it came to be. Like I literally learned from scratch, like how to properly make a candle. Yeah. So that just sparked an interest. Yeah, in definitely. I love that so much. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and fun fact, so it is biodegradable. <laughs> that was... And sustainable, so. Yeah. I mean, like the jars are just... <laughs> So your vinyl business before, was that kind of a, when it comes to making the labels and that, was that an easy transition for you? Like taking out the actual candle making itself, just the labels? So labeling is like 100% easier now. Yeah. Um, so vinyl is really hard to work with, like as you know. Yeah. Um, it's very tedious and you can fuck up really easily, oh, yeah. my, my language there. Um, so these, like what... The creative aspect behind it is what I love about my labels. Yeah. I like bold. I like explicit, obviously. Yeah. And like a lot of candles, you know, you'll get a candle and it's like a white label and it's like flowers and doves and no, like I wanted bold labels, you know, explicit language and yeah. That's awesome. So trying to <laughs> Do you design each of the, well obviously you're doing it all yourself. You're yeah, I do it all myself for sure. Actually, no, I'm not going to say that. My best friend, she has helped me. Um, she understands that I do work full time and I don't have time to, you know, sometimes like do what I need to. So she's actually, she designed this one here. So she kind of just stepped up and like I just gave her my account info and she's just like, can I just play around with labeling? And 
Yeah, so she's been helping me out as well. For sure. Fun. Yeah, I definitely bounce a lot of things off of my two best yeah. friends. They get messages constantly. But that's like one of my favorite things is like creating the labels. <laughs> and they, other people give you really good perspective because I know that like, especially when it comes to making even these jars and stuff, like I had a lot of people ask like, how do you think of that? And I'm like, well, it's the exact same as our logo. Like if you look at Mom's Who Snow mm -hmm. and Mom's Stash Jar, like it's very similar. Yeah, it's plain. And I went with that, but I was also designing a few other things, and I did a plant-based one in that. Um, but when I got feedback, like, the feedback was completely different from anything I would have thought of, but it was great. Like, it was, I don't know, I feel like I had almost hit, like, a creative stunt, and mm -hmm. the air stint, sorry. And they, uh, like, gave me, like, 50 other ideas to go with and add to it, and it's about getting, you know, the group's opinion and mm -hmm, like the definitely. general consensus of everybody as well. Um, exactly. I have um, <clears throat> a girl also in Embrane and um, she honestly, like, she just does it to help me out too. So she's really good at photography, she has a big following, she's nice. big on Instagram, so she like just honestly shares all my stuff, takes photos, tags me, that's like, right. so she's been a huge help too, honestly, and it, ta it does take more than just one person for especially a small, mm -hmm. small, small startup company to get off the feet, you know? And that's what I keep saying, um, like, if you can't do anything for a company, and it's the same with the Black Lives Matter movement, with Pride, with anything, if you can't donate, share. Mm -hmm. If you can't buy, share. Like you, or just comment. Engagement is huge. 100%. And totally. the more that you like, comment, share on that post, mm -hmm. the more that it's going to do for that company. Like mm -hmm. you said, with um, going on to the Canterbury Canada page was just, I don't know, the amount of people on that page is phenomenal. Yeah, so and like, I that was huge for me. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if she realizes like how, that, how, how big that was for me, but definitely, you know. So it helped me. It, it did. And it's nice that, you know, Canada came together and... This whole cannabis thing to begin with, or just cannabis in 2020, has changed a lot. So. It's fantastic, and I think that maybe a lot of people have started smoking weed because they were stuck at home with their families 24/7, and mm -hmm. now they get it. Um, I don't know, but it's it's interesting to see. Even since I started the podcast, and thankfully I had it at the start because I'm not one that's always had a big following on social media. I've always had opposing views from everybody and kept my list small for a reason because I don't like drama. But when it came to it, like she shared a lot, and then it just kind of took off. Like exactly. a couple people saw it, and those couple people are still dedicated to message me almost every episode. And I'm like, you guys are the best. I love you so much here, and like thank you for interacting when you do. Um, but it's like one share goes such a long way. I know I have one woman. I hope that she does. I won't use her name. Don't worry. But she's <laughs> from Indianapolis, I believe. And I'm like, how did you find my podcast? <laughs> Like, I'm in a small town in Ontario, how did you, yeah. that's amazing, that is such a massive reach, and the stories are so similar, like, and so many people have just reached out to me and said, hey, like, this is my story, mm -hmm. and I think I've learned a lot from other people's stories, and from their advice, and, like, you know, just their input and comments, and, like, positive feedback or negative feedback, like, it's great, but, yeah. Yeah, well, so, when I seen your, your post on Facebook, I was like, no. There's some local person near me making a podcast right now. Like these are like bucket list dreams, you know. So so it's definitely been fun to to meet you and like the marijuana aspect behind it too. You know, it's just it's incredible. Like just to see the community come together just because we're a bunch of stoners. You know? Absolutely, and like it gives somebody, it gives everybody something to relate on. We were talking yeah, about exactly. that. I think after the last time we recorded, it's just like one common thing that we can you can be in from any walk of life and yeah. like you just sit and smoke and. Sure, yeah. yeah, and I think stoners are a different kind of people and we're a lot more accepting and maybe more willing to see other people's sides because 
I'm not going back to the But it's, it's a, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the community that it's built, especially around here, like I think that this was, I mean, I haven't lived here my whole life and I should not be speaking for the town because I've probably been <laughs> a person that lives here. Um, but I've lived here for a couple years now and there was nothing out anywhere about pot. Like there was one oh, no, information thing about 20 minutes away. Now that's a dispensary out in Castleman. I'll blurt that out. Um, <laughs> but it's, they went from just being like educating people on cannabis to supplying cannabis. And yeah, exactly. there's so many more people like talking about it. And I saw your candles and I was like, there's no way. There's no. There's <laughs> well, that's no why way. like too, it took so long. So like, I was like, once I launched this, like that's it. Yeah. You know, everyone's obviously going to know I'm 420 friendly. You know, what kind of backlash is that going to get? Or the language. And like, but I, when I post or whatever, I'll like say, you know, like not for the easily offended yeah. because you know, a kid offend the next Karen in your life, you know? Well, so like, that's what I said I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I was talking about that uh, on the episode that I posted on Friday, actually, um, why I started it. And like, my family's constantly asking why I put my opinion on the internet and why I choose to talk about these things. And oh my God, that just putting a video of you smoking out of a bong on the internet. <laughs> yeah, it's a bong, it's weed. But it's okay, like, if, uh, you know, like, yeah. frat boys doing shots after shots on girls' bodies. They can but... all post a picture, like, saluting their wine. <laughs> I'm saluting my bong. Sorry. Like, yeah. it's going to offend somebody. And I have found a community that it doesn't offend. And I think exactly. that that's important. And it teaches you, um, well, not that it teaches you, but, like, reminds you that you should find the community of people that support mm-hmm. your beliefs and your choices. And... You don't have to have similar lives. Like I feel like our lives are pretty different, other than being mom, obviously. Um, But you can still bond over certain things, Mm -hmm. and like it's. That's like with the Canterbury group again. I was just like, they'll get me. They'll get my humor. They'll get my labels, right? So. And I had no fear of posting in the local one when I did because I was like, you know what? I want to give these away because I want to meet all these local moms. I have no friends. Um, Well, not no friends. Like I have a couple, but like I'd like to get to know the community more. Yeah, definitely. And I, it was really cool to see the feedback and like some of the names that were popping up that I had seen and like it was so funny I don't know if I've said this on the podcast I probably have twice now (laughs) but um when Carolyn and I first kind of met um I was walking up to her and she was talking to one of our kids teachers and I was going to go up to to her and ask her if she wanted to smoke because I had my bong with me thank god I didn't (laughs) but we found out later, like, I've talked to her since then, and she was like, what are you doing? It's great. Like, I love the way you speak out. And I'm like, that's just, that's awesome. I appreciate Definitely. that. And, like, it's interesting to see, I guess, people from that perspective, like, people that are more adult than I am. I'm 23 years old. Like, it's nice to hear, hey, what you're doing <laughs> is good. Like, keep doing it, because I don't think anybody's had the balls to do it for a long time. And anybody who knows me personally knows I have the balls to say anything <laughs> at any time. Well, you definitely feel like an old soul to me. You know, you don't seem 23, so. <laughs> Sometimes when you say something, compliment. I'm like, wait, no, wait, how old are you again? Like, that's I forgot you're that much younger. I definitely said that. I think when I was talking to Carolyn in one of the first episodes, that's one of the first things she said to me. Yeah. That's, like, the biggest compliment I think I can receive is mm-hmm. that I'm an old soul. I've always, you know, I went to Europe with my grandparents when I was 10, and everybody, like, it was, I was the only kid on that tour, like, even close to kid on that tour. And I hung out with all the adults. Like I went out for my grandparents' class and we <laughs> sit with other people. And like I wanted to get to know everybody and hear everybody's story. And I think I've always been that way. And like always been the one to go and sit with the elderly people. And like I just want to tell me whatever. Just tell me a story. I want to hear it. Yeah. And I value 
I think more traditional things. Than mm-hmm. Well, I think you're pretty open too with like some of the shit you've been through in your life, which oh, yeah. is you know what makes you stronger in your future. So 100. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. That was like a really good tangent. <laughs> cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, what else can we talk about? How long have we been going? I don't know. 21 minutes? That's longer than I guess we were recording before, but like, <laughs> that's impressive to me. Um, so I normally do a weekly check-in. So if you want to... Okay. How's your week been? It's been two weeks since we saw you. So how's your... Yeah, last true, two yeah. weeks been? So actually, um, I just... I'm well, Tuesday I go back to work. So I've been off for five days. So that's been really fun. Um, for four of them, we got rid of our children, so that was even funner. Okay. What was not fun, it was like a staycation, and I'll be honest, I probably did more laundry than I should have, but, you know, I got shit done yeah. without them running around and screaming, and it it's stayed huge. clean for three days, so, that never to me, that was a huge thing. accomplishment, okay. you know? It's beautiful. Definitely. <laughs> That's why I did that today, so tomorrow morning I can be like, oh. Yeah, and then tomorrow, yeah, we're doing one family trip tomorrow to Park Omega, oh, kick off the end of our vacation, and then go back to work. Oh. Well, I'm glad that you yeah. enjoyed your five. That's that sounds like a really good week. It was definitely. And I like that you're so like gung ho about like yeah, the kids. <laughs> oh yeah, because I like that too. Like the my parents don't take them every week now, but like whenever I need them to, they do, and we just kind of like try to shuffle the schedule around that. Mm-hmm. But when they do, oh my god, like I got so much today, and nobody's thrown a thing before. <laughs> For sure. Since. And yeah, it's definitely a different kind of sense of relaxation and accomplishment, even though it doesn't necessarily look like <laughs> Oh yeah, it. by tomorrow night, it's going to be back to normal, but especially with COVID and everything, it's just been crazy. Yeah. Starting to like get back to normal a little bit more, but... Do you find that you've run out of things to do at home? Like you've tried everything? No, because I'll be honest, I leave my house at 6am and I get home at 6pm. Oh yeah. And then I cook dinner and then I get the kids to bed and then I'm up again at 5am. Okay. So like, yeah, I don't, it's, 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 it's rough very sometimes. different from my life. Yeah. I've just had them home and like they're four and six. But I'll be honest, like I give total props to you because like I don't think I could do what stay at home or single moms could do, you know? I just And I'm fine with that. Like I'm a working oh, I'm yeah. a working mom, I'm fine with that. I don't, I don't know how, how you do that. I don't know how what you do, what you do. I think that we're all meant to do like walk around paths and yeah, like Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, but I totally feel the same. Like I don't think that I could be a full time working mom. But at the same time, like I'm working on so many other things, like especially my mental health right now, that's as important to a job mm-hmm. as a job to me. And like I, there's certain things that I am doing that aren't that I guess, but like being a single mom doesn't wear on me until like it's been like I don't know two weeks and all of a sudden I like I haven't had a break or maybe for the last two nights the kids haven't gone to bed on time so I've had no time that's just me mm-hmm. and then I break and I'm like oh, being a single mom is so hard <laughs> mom grab it grandpa. They want to have a sleepover really bad. That's why it's important to have, you know, a support system in your life for sure. And I have really good friends and a support system mm-hmm. around me. Like, I got a message today um, from family friend. I don't know what to call them. Really, really good friends. Um, that they're buying the kids school supplies for them. Oh, that's so and, sweet. Like, there's so much that I just, because my kids were fed, like, I'll be honest on the podcast, I don't care. My kids were fed four days a week at school. Mm-hmm. Other than the one day they didn't have a hot lunch and they got milk every day and I didn't pay for that. Mm-hmm. And like that was a huge, when we were going into quarantine, I was like, oh my god, how am I going to, like now I can't work. And that was the little bit of extra money that I had and we were doing good because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hard to go from, like they were, that's eight meals a week. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but that's a lot of money. Yeah, definitely. And like it was a huge adjustment and like I've just had the community swoop in underneath mm-hmm. me. And like I have not hurt for anything this entire time. And, like, I mean, like, I 
I feel like I've had luxuries this entire time with the way that I've been supported and like, I don't know, mm -hmm. we're in the right area. This is such an amazing place to live. Definitely. Like, Honestly, since COVID hit, I've never been more proud to be called a Canadian. And I think it was actually about a month after COVID hit and I read this article and like, I just stopped in my tracks and I cried and I was like, like, how did I not even think of this? But it was like, think of those kids who the only time they get to eat is at school, you know, when they go home, like, how are they going to eat now? Or what about those kids who, unfortunately, but it happens in this world, are abused at home and school is their escape, you know, or those abused wives who husbands are normally going to work every day are I now not. And I just like broke down. I was just like, fuck, like how privileged am I? Like, you know, like we're complaining that there's not enough fucking toilet paper. And you know what I mean? Oh, like it's so frustrating. I remember it came with like that I, I like, started. I frustrated me so much. I threw a fit. <laughs> I don't think I threw a fit online. I might have done it on Snapchat. If you guys want to follow me on Snapchat, I rant a lot on Snapchat, <laughs> and it's unfiltered. You gotta teach me Snapchat. Oh my god, I teach me Snapchat. <laughs> I get in a lot of trouble. On Actually, I'm on Snapchat, just not like. Um, that much. But it pisses me off because I went to go buy my normal groceries. I live paycheck to paycheck. I mean, I don't now. I'm usually pretty. It depends on the paycheck. Like mm -hmm. some days I have like so much in savings and other times it's like I dwindle that savings and that's usually in the same month. Like mm -hmm. it's, I, I get by, make things work, but like very carefully. Um, and the kids don't want for anything. Like if you look around my house, everything's my kids. So nobody <laughs> would tell me my kids. I think anybody, all of you are invited <laughs> to walk your asses in here and check on my kids if you're concerned. Um, sorry. I know other people watch my podcasts that are causing issues. I don't know if I'll cut this out. Maybe I'll <laughs> drama. Um, but like I, everything's so fine. And like they, nobody realizes like everybody got SERP. I didn't get SERP. Mm -hmm. I get half of that as income support and I didn't get anything extra. I mean, I got like the GST and child bonus top up. So I did get those two. I did get some extra, but I didn't monthly. I was making half of what the actual minimum in the country was at that point and like struggling doing that and if I had applied for SERP I would have had my benefits taken away and my benefits taken away is not like now I would have been fucked yeah and like there's a lot of people that don't realize that fine balance and I'm not asking for like a pity party because mm -hmm. this is like if I had from 16 dealt with my finances better like I'm not in a regular 23 year old's position that's why sure. I'm living this way um, but I do have my own apartment and all my bills are paid on time all the time. They, I do not pay bills late. I like always have food in the cupboards and if I'm struggling somebody always comes through and helps out. Like I am very blessed and I've never like not had food in the fridge for the kids and if we're low on food like the kids are gonna eat. I've always said like if your lights are on you have a roof over your head your fridge is full you're not broke. No and you know money what I mean? means nothing and like people don't realize that 90% of what my kids get excited for is from the dollar store or that mm -hmm. they've made or I've made and or someone's gifted that they've put time into and like I have very sentimental kids and I'm a very sentimental person like I on my birthday um, the guy that I was dating I told him that I didn't want him to spend any money and I was adamant like I just I don't like monetary value things. I like handmade, thoughtful, put together things. And he gave me like a series of gifts that were all each, like things that I still use, like my mixing bowls. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, but like super useful things. And mm -hmm. like that he had either made or whatever. And that means more to me than anything. And like gifts like that. And I think that people need to realize that money isn't everything. And you can make such a beautiful life out of absolutely nothing. For sure, definitely. And yeah. 
Wow. And I'm not saying that you don't realize that. I'm just like, oh my No, no, for real. sure. Trust me. But, <laughs> yeah. It might look like I have my shit together, but not always. That's I worked for like minimum wage jobs in a restaurant for seven years. And I was just honestly given a great opportunity to work for a group, very great company who like very supports their employees. And I'm just, yeah. So I was just like given a really good chance. And I do have a great job now and I love my job. So no um, two years ago today I was homeless. And I like I had just been kicked out of my ex-husband's house, and he kicked me out with two suitcases. And, and your children? Without my ch kids, oh. he kept the kids and okay. threatened the cops on me. And at that time, I had had some legal issues. Not that I would have been arrested for or held anything against, but like the fear was there, and it didn't matter. And he told me I couldn't come back, and like had locked the doors. And I'd be sleeping outside, and like I, so I just went on the bus to my friend's place because that's where I knew I'd be. And I fucked a lot of that up because I was emotional and had just gone through this stuff. And mm -hmm. at that point, like, I think maybe eight months prior, I was diagnosed with BPD. I had just gone off my medication. Like, I should have gone into a hospital instead of being kicked out of my own house. Yeah, for sure. But it didn't happen. And, oh yeah, the summer was brutal. Like, I spent, I want to say like a month and a half hungry because I was just, I had nothing. And everybody says that I... I don't know, there's just so much about that time and like I worked my ass off to be able to get out here to get a bus ticket I took a 49 hour bus out here to get to my kids because their dad wouldn't come get them Because he and I told him to several times and he wouldn't um, Sorry, but that's on the internet Nathan um, Yeah, it was just like there was it was a fucking hard summer and I just remember thinking every day like I'm never gonna live like this again mm -hmm in five years like where I'm gonna be and I didn't think I was gonna be this far in two years mm -hmm. and well just knowing yeah. that you're here now and with your kids that that just shows like how you strive to get here for yeah. sure went through working overnights with one kid in school one kid not in school and that was brutal I did that for eight months and that nearly leaked up too much I do not recommend it um but it was a lot and like I am very fortunate to be where I'm at now and the only reason I got this place was because I asked a friend who told me to email a person who just happened to get a notice that they were that somebody was moving out and like I was willing to wait regardless of what date and it just all lined up perfectly and I always told myself like if I'm gonna do it this is gonna have to just line up mm -hmm. and yeah it worked out and I'm just you gotta be able to look back and be grateful I guess yeah I also read this thing today, like, don't look back, because that's not your path, like, that's not where you're going, so don't look back. The past is prologue. The past <laughs> makes me who I am today. Yeah. Alright, well, we can wrap up this episode. This is actually a lot longer than I thought it was going to be, so. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> thanks for joining us this week. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. I'm yeah. always down. I didn't say my spiel at the beginning, but if you want to follow us on Facebook, Moms Who Smoke, Explicit Wix, on Instagram, um, it's Moms Who Smoke Podcast, and Explicit Wix. And if you want to follow me, I'm not going to give out my Snapchat. That's a bad idea. <laughs> um, yeah, if I think I have Twitter, but I haven't been posting on Twitter, so maybe don't follow there yet. I'll get it one day. <laughs> but yeah, that's been this week's episode, and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.